Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Last week, we said the Bulls took two steps forward and one step back. And I'm pretty sure over the weekend, they took about five steps back. Two really bad games against the Knicks and then 150 points allowed in regulation to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's not good, but we, we're going to talk about it here on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench mob member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ yikes yeah that's, that's that's about all you can say you know <laughs> my my goal is to not hit the button when i upload this that says explicit language so i'm going to try right. to keep it pg but yikes is the best way to put it after this yeah. weekend oh yeah for sure that was that was pretty ugly and brutal so uh hopefully i don't know what they can do to bounce back from that but hopefully it has to be good and i mean i don't want to say the sky's falling but we're not exactly talking about sunshine and roses on the show today we it's not good but we're going to try to find a positive spin somewhere because we're all about positivity on the show. It's Christmas time for crying out loud. Mm. We're going to try and find some positivity. After I tell you about our friends at Bet Online, basketball is in full swing, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. There's a lot of football and basketball this weekend with the holiday coming up. Bet on all of it at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And we have an official store of the network and an official t-shirt of the show shop.believe.com jordan pippen 98 the last dance is the t-shirt for this program you got a couple days left to do your last minute holiday shopping i may or may not be doing some last minute amazoning you can go on shop.believe.com try to get stuff before christmas otherwise it's just a good gift to give out jordan pippen 98 the last dance is the official t-shirt of the show the guys do a great job with the believe shop as well go check that out support the network and support our show all right let's get to it this team's broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no other way to put it. 114 to 91, Bulls lose to the Knicks, and then they lose 150 to 126 in regulation to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who did not have Rudy Gobert and did not have Carl Anthony Towns. Something's wrong, and I don't know how to fix it. Yeah, this is pretty ugly. I know I've been preaching uh, patience and, like, you know, just holding it out, and, you know, it, it'll come around sooner or later. But uh, I, I'm I'm starting to, you know, be like everyone else, hit the panic button and, and blow this thing up because it's getting ugly. They look uninspired. They don't look like they have any team chemistry at all. So um, I think the best thing might be to, you know, just let these uh, older vets, you know, get to a team where they can compete for a championship and and just start young and rebuild. You know, all year we have been we've been talking about the idea of tanking. And I mean, it first came up a couple weeks ago, and we laughed at it. We scoffed it off. Right. We're like, okay, this doesn't need to happen. This team feels close. They're missing their point guard. He kind of ties the whole thing together. 
it'd be one thing if these were four-point losses, five-point losses. You can't lose like you did to the Knicks. And by the way, 114-91, to 91, that, that seemed closer than it was if you watched that game because, I mean, you give Tibbs another couple of days to prepare for the same team, that's what happens. But right. then that Timberwolves game, that's the one that pushes me over the edge because you let a team shoot 66% from the field and over 50% from the three-point line, 53.5% from the three-point line. You cannot do that. That is not the sign of a team that is close. Like we said, I thought they were close. I thought they were one piece away. They were losing these close games. Two blowout losses in the row. Count me on the on the group. Oh, I'm with you. Blow this thing up. Yeah, it's time to do something. Something has to change, and it has to be now because, like you said, it would be different if they were losing by one or two points, you know, uh, definitely in the five of the games. But now they're just getting blown out. And just like I said, it doesn't look like they even care anymore. Um, hopefully that's not the case. But, you know, the heart has to be in it someone. And right now I don't think it is. We have heard a lot from Billy Donovan about spirit and energy having bad flashbacks. This mm-hmm. is what happened before Billy Donovan got there. They had these games. They were getting blown out. And Jim Boylan, God bless him, used to go into the press conference and talk about spirit and energy <laughs> and fight. Game in, game out. They could lose. They lost by a record amount of points. I want to say the Golden State Warriors. Clay <laughs> Thompson went off and set the record for three-pointers in a game. And Jim Boylan went out in that press conference. Well, I thought our spirit was good. <laughs> With good energy. That's my Jim Boylan impression. It helps I'm a little hoarse today. But, Try that, do, that, do that one more time. I mean, <laughs> we played play, play to win four quarters, first quarter. Like, I could not stand that guy, and I have made it known on this podcast. <clears throat> I am seeing the same things I saw then. I never thought I would invoke that with this roster. I mean, DeRozan, right. Vucevic, Caruso. I mean, I know Lonzo's not there. Where in the world was Andre Drummond against the right. Timberwolves? That's on Billy Donovan. I don't know who's to blame here, but this isn't good. Yeah, it's not good. Like you said, um, like the spirit is in there and the whole, like I said, the team chemistry just isn't. It doesn't look like they have any fight in them, any dog in them. And especially when you're getting blown out by these teams, like the after the first quarter, it looked like a pretty, you know, their Bulls going to go uh, go on to win a game. But, you know, after that, it just went downhill. I don't know what the issue is or what the issue was. But, you know, like I said, something has to happen. It has to happen now. We've addressed the slow starts. They were winning after the first quarter. It was 34 to 32. Yeah. Then they allowed 39 points in the second <clears throat> quarter, 42 points in the third quarter. That just that cannot happen. And this team seemed like a play-in team with the way the East was set up. And now they're going to have to fight to get into the play-in tournament. And if this is fixable, and I mean, it's a big if, it's got to happen. And I mean, this week, like this has got to start turning soon. Otherwise, you get to January. We talk about how big a month this is. This is yeah. a huge month in the NBA. <laughs> you can make a move. I compared it to moving day in a golf tournament. You can make a move and put yourself in position. They are doing the exact opposite. They are 11-18. This thing's going south fast. Yeah, and I think it. Uh, I think it is fixable. Honestly, um, I like I said, I'm one to be uh, pessimistic, and I think it's definitely fixable. But I think it all, all has to do with the players. They got to find it with themselves uh, how much do they want to win, how much do they want, you know, just take on uh, self pride and, and win games, and not let people blow by them, not get beat one on one all the time, not let a guy go for 30 points on you. Like that has to be something that was was is within each player. Like I, I don't want. I'm not gonna let this guy go for 30 tonight. I gotta hold him to like you know 15 or 20 or something like that, and hopefully we can uh, come close and win the game. The most telling quote to me after that Timberwolves game came from Goran Dragic, who I'm gonna talk about in a second. He said, "We're not playing for each other. It's right. as simple as that." Mm-hmm. This sounds like it's more than just roster makeup and coaching decisions. This sounds like a, I don't know if it's a morale thing. Maybe you can shed some light on that. 
And it's a, yeah, like I said, being being on losing teams before, a lot of guys just play just to get their numbers in. When you're doing that, you're not going to win a lot of games, and you're going to lose a lot of games, just like they lost uh, uh, against the Timberwolves. So um, when guys are not playing for themselves, not playing for team, or playing for stats and points and all that other kind of stuff, it's never going to be a good uh, a good income. After the Knicks loss, Zach Levine made it seem like, oh, we might not need a players-only meeting. Now it seems like they do. And I don't know if we're going to hear about it. He even says, like, if we have one, we're not going to tell you guys talking, you being the reporters. Right. But yeah. you got to have something, right? I mean, get get the coaching staff out of the room. This needs to be your leaders coming together and get this thing on track as best you can. Yeah, it has to happen now. Like uh, They need a players only meeting. They need uh, maybe a couple, actually, <laughs> uh, just to figure this thing out. Whoever the team leaders are, they got to come out and, and be team leaders, not point the blame or the finger at anyone, because that's never how uh, – good uh players meetings end uh if they do do that it's going to end up even worse they're going to have another some more games like this where they get blown out of the water so um guys just got to come in and come together see how they can fix this thing and, and really turn it around we also need to start talking about some moves though because this i've been kicking that can down the road all year oh this team's fine add add a piece add a three and d guy it just seemed like before this weekend it just seemed like that's what they needed they needed one more guy to help light that fire on defense right. and now Okay, there are more problems here, and maybe they're just bubbling to the surface now. But you got to remember, Nikola Vucevic is on an expiring contract, and I have not heard any scuttle or any reports about extension talks. I think Jake Fisher, who was at Bleach Report, now he's at Yahoo. I think he wrote something that said there have been not any talks about extending right. Vucevic. DeMar DeRozan's value is still sky high. I mean, he dropped 29 against yeah. Minnesota. Like, at some <clears throat> point, if you're our tourists, I got a message for our tourists kind of show us in a minute too. I'm full of teases right now. Like, <laughs> if you're our tourists and Mark Eversley, you've got to start. Okay, what can we maybe package together? And I, I don't want to say tank, but they're going to have to tank if you want a top four pick. That's the only way you keep that pick that's going to Orlando. Right. Yeah, I think you. Uh, who do you want to build your team around? Is it going to be Zach? Is it going to be Lonzo? Um, you got to really figure that out because I think that might be some of the some of the uh, congestion going on tomorrow might be getting the ball too much. And Zach thinks it's his team, you know, whatever the case may be, I don't know, but I think you got to really figure out who you want to build your team around for the future and kind of go from there. Cause I think this is like a, a battered, you know, a lineup because you can't really have too many ball handlers, not enough three point shooters, no defensive people. So got to kind of figure it out. Like when they signed Lonzo and DeRozan, they were four year deals. When it happened, came on this very show and I said, okay, your window now is four years because that's right. what you've invested all that money into for a four-year window. Last year looked like a good start. And then you run this thing back and you add Goran Dragic, who I, th I think Goran Dragic has been a great addition. I, I think he's kind of a calming presence. I think he's the voice of reason. Like when players meet the media and stuff, he's not out. He's not overstepping. He's not going to call anybody out. He's a, he's a professional. He's a leader. Right. I still don't, I still want to know why Andre Drummond didn't play in this game because he was a coach's decision. I, I, I want to say he's healthy. I did not hear anything from Billy Donovan that said he was injured. Like, yeah. I think he has proven to be good, but out, those were your two additions. Yeah. That's it. And then Dale and Terry, who, why, he's in the G League. Why is he not on the roster getting minutes? I mean, you've got to do something here. Like, my, my point is, this roster wasn't perfect. And Billy Donovan said it a couple days ago. This team was two DeMar DeRozan buzzer beaters away from being in the play-in tournament last year. Why would you not upgrade more than just two veterans coming off the bench? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, I think yeah, it's definitely something to be had for.
reasons to, to find answers for but I think uh, at least like you said that's Billy Donovan knew what he had coming in <laughs> he wasn't uh, super excited about it so I think he's you know just not just like us he, he figures out you know this is what this is what we've been going through this is what my situation is and uh best thing we can do is just try to figure out you know get to wins and hopefully you know just quiet all the haters down I mean, I don't even know if it's about quieting the haters at this point, just with the way, with how quickly right. this thing turned. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to say it again. If these were close losses, we're having a different conversation on this podcast. I'm probably a little calmer and not calling everybody on the roster <laughs> out. But, I mean, these are blowout losses, and both of which I, I think were avoidable, at least blowouts. I mean, the Knicks right. shot the lights out from three for the second day or second game in a row, second time in three days they shot the lights out. Then you allow Minnesota to shoot 66% from the field. We have said the defense is a problem. That's, I mean, is that the biggest problem on this team? Or is it just a bunch of things coming together at once and it's just at a really bad time? I think it's a bunch of things coming together at once. But the main thing, like you said, is defense. And you, got, you can't let guys come in and, and shoot uh, the high percentage numbers from three. And then you can't got, let guys just get to the teeth of your defense, you know, and, and score points in the paint. That's going to, you know, ruin every defense, no matter how great your defense is, is going to, it's, it's doomed to fail. Um, but also I think it just comes to players just looking at, looking themselves in the mirror and say, I'm not going to let this guy, you know, get to the paint or I'm going to help my teammate out or do it just to do a little more just to help the team. And I don't think anyone on the team is doing that right now. It feels like they're just as fans, just feels like you got to blame somebody. I mean, there's some, <laughs> somebody's got to be at fault here. So, I mean, right. people have been coming after Billy Donovan. Has he made the proper adjustments? I know his scheme is all about, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, these, this team doesn't have shooters. So has right. he made the adjustments? Is he using Vooch well enough? Is he, you know, changing the offense to make it work to the players he's had? Or is it the front office for putting this roster together and it just doesn't seem like they're playing as a unit? Um, I think a little bit for everybody in the front office, coach, players. Um, uh, like I said, the line, the, the team isn't constructed for me to to be able to win. I think right now I'm going to make some more moves, but also, you know, coaches is, is going to take some, some heat of it. And obviously players also, but the players, I think has the has the most, you know, um, brunt of, uh, of the blame because they're, they're the ones on the court playing. They can really, you know, dictate how their energy is, how their team camaraderie is, uh, all that kind of stuff. But and I, right now I don't, I don't see that. They, they look like a wounded dog right now. They do. And I have an interesting comparison here from Casey Johnson. This came up in my Twitter feed today. And I want to read it. The Bulls entered 2007-2008 with high expectations. They won 49 games the year before. They drafted Joakim Noah, continuity on the roster. They added Joe Smith in free agency. Started 9-16. and Scott Skiles got fired, and the Ben Wallace trade happened. And then they drafted some kid named Derek Rose out of Simeon High School because they got the luck right. in the lottery. Now, this is the disclaimer from Casey. Billy Donovan's not getting fired. I mean, all these people right. asking about Billy Donovan. Well, he got, he got an extension in the offseason, which I still have my thoughts on why that was kept quiet. And now you've got to worry about the lottery luck. If you if you make moves and if this is the way the way you decide to go, you have to be in the top four. Because if you're five, you don't have that pick, and you're going to miss out on one of these top college guys. So that has to be a factor when we talk about moves and potential trades and making things happen. It needs a lot. A lot needs to happen to get that pick. Yeah, so do you just do you just want to tank? I mean, I'm not a fan of I tanking, mean, but you got you got to got to do what you got to do. <laughs> the, th- the thing with tanking, though, with the way they changed the lottery odds, are right. you guaranteed to be in the top four? Like, it's, right. if it if it was top ten protected, okay, right, everybody, you're gonna have the pick. It's a top four protected pick, 
So you got to be careful if this is the way you go because you could trade everybody like everybody wants them to do, and right. you could end up outside the top four. All of a sudden, you're sitting there SOL, and now you've got even more questions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough thing to do. Um, like I said, you just got to do what's best for the team and what's best for the future. Uh, you know, obviously, basketball is a business, so you got to you know protect your money, protect the brand, and hopefully you know uh, down the line this team will be a championship contender within the next you know four or five years. And one other thing here, because I, I mentioned something about <clears throat> I got a message for Arturis. Where's he at? What, <laughs> I mean, I, I disagree with Joe Cowley on a lot. I said that a lot on the show. He's absolutely right. Where is Arturis Karnaschovas right now? Because when right. they were winning, I mean, he was talking to the media. I mean, it was it was not like a regular thing. It was not like Jerry Jones where he's going on the radio every Thursday talking yeah, about yeah. free agent <laughs> signings. Like, you know, Arturis was around. He had his media. He, he'd show up. He'd talk to the media. And he's nowhere to be found right now. And They've requested to talk to him. The team said no. So he needs to come out and face the music because this is his roster. This is his brainchild. He put this together. I want him to answer these questions. Keep, quit putting Billy Donovan out there. Talk about personnel decisions from a right. roster building standpoint. He doesn't make those calls. That's Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley. Get out there and talk to the media because the fans want to hear from him too. I'll get off my soapbox. I, I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, for sure. You know, the definitely when it's good, you know, everyone wants to be out in front of the spotlight when it's bad, you know, they, everyone goes hiding their hands. So I think right. uh, he he should come out, you know, and talk about this and and just say, you know, maybe I made some bad moves and hopefully we'll make some better moves in the future. But, you know, right now I think he has to come out and say something, not just, you know, just hide in the, hide in the cave. You know, and I feel like once a trade deadline comes around, we'll maybe hear something hopefully right. because he for talked sure, after yeah. they made the Vucevic trade. Like that's common Yeah, to make a trade. Like Rick Hahn is known to do this. Finally, Ryan Poles for the Bears is, is doing this too. Ryan Pace used to do the same thing. He, he would talk, I hate mixing NFL and NBA, but this works for this argument. Ryan Pace used to talk twice a year. Yeah. Training camp and the end of the year. That's it. And he'd do the right. weekly hit on BBM, but that was the pregame show. Like, Arturis Karnaschovas needs to come out if they make a move and, pull, and be like Rick Hahn and Ryan Poles, where you make a trade, you come out and defend it, you talk about where you're going next. So if moves happen, I fully expect AK to come out and talk about it especially because Rick Hahn works in a Jerry Reinsdorf organization. So this is, this doesn't sound like a Jerry thing. This just sounds like AK needs to get out and either defend this or just explain himself. Oh yeah. I'm sure, you know, if a trade is going to happen um, and he, he okays it, he's definitely going to come out and say something about it uh, and defend himself for this past season uh, for the games that are previously played and the moves he's made and, and the future moves he's going to make. So I think, yeah, he's definitely going to come out and say something. I mean, this is my, when we're talking about the blame game, I feel like I have to blame AK and Mark Eversley for the, I mean, I've been, I thought this roster was good enough. And I thought maybe at a three point shooter and a three and another three and D guy, if Lonzo ball in this equation, have you seen the big Lebowski? Yes. The rug ties the room together. Yeah. yeah. Lonzo ball ties the room together. Yeah. He bring, he makes this whole thing work. Yeah. He can distribute. He can shoot. He can play defense. All of a sudden you take him out. And now you've got, I love Iota Sumu. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been outspoken about this. I said it when he was at Illinois. I wanted him in the draft and they got him. I couldn't believe they got him where they got him. Right. But I wanted him. He's not Lonzo. Goran Dragic, great addition. Fantastic addition from a leadership and veteran standpoint. He's not Lonzo Ball. That's the type of guy we're looking for. When we say a three and D guy, when we talk about that on this show, we're looking for Lonzo Ball and he's not there. So this roster is built around that guy. <sighs> I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, yeah, I think he definitely ties everything together. I mean, I think it would be a, definitely a different story. We wouldn't be having this 
this conversation if Lonzo's in the in the lineup right now. Um, but you know, injuries happen. You guys got to got to move on and do what do what you have to do with the with the best lineup you have. And obviously, the Bulls are definitely missing him. And uh, hopefully, he gets back soon. I also just love that in the midst of this whole thing, I made a big Lebowski reference on this show. <laughs> like, I, I did not expect to make that particular one, but All I mean, right. it works. Like. Lonzo is the he's the one he is he brings that whole thing that's the need I mean that's you know you were a point guard you yeah, yeah. you're tasked with bringing everything together yeah yeah he definitely brings together leadership uh like you said defense chemistry everything and I think uh it's just uh unfortunate that they didn't have him and unfortunate that their season isn't over but you know it's, it's definitely not looking too bright down the road <laughs> Now, and, and you take that out, and the depth is a question, too, at that position, because as you look at this roster and just draw from like from your experience and the guys you played within the league, do they have another true point guard on this roster? Uh, not to do the things that Alonzo does, no. To, to pass, to shoot, play defense. Um, the, just the intangibles that he brings, like uh, uh, Goran Dragic and Ayo are de definitely great, but they're no they're no Alonzo, especially with his experience and all that kind of stuff. So I think in uh, future, uh, Ayo will get there, but not just he doesn't have it right now. And I think Dragic is the closest thing <clears throat> to like a true point guard. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. like a John Stockton type where pass, pass, pass. Like, I mean, you want someone who he can distribute, he can shoot when he wants. It's just that the defense is, that's yeah. where Alonzo makes an impact like he does. And I think I would assume he's a great defender, but he needs to develop more and you right. worry because he was a second round pick. He got a yeah. decision to make on that contract. And we talked about that a little earlier in the year. Well, maybe that decision might have to come a little sooner with the way yeah. things are going right now, depending <laughs> on what route they go. So if there's a need on this roster and there's, there's a lot of them, like as we've seen there, there's a lot of different needs here. Yeah. I feel like you have to start at point guard, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. You definitely don't know the health of Lonzo and when he's going to come back and, uh, you already got two great wing uh, perimeter players, so point guard is definitely what you need right now. Uh, that and another, you know, like I said, three and D guy or someone to protect the rim. So, uh, just for the future. Yeah, and I think when we talk about building the team around one of them, you, you're not trading Zach, right? Yeah, I don't think you trade Zach. Yeah, I think you just keep Zach because he's he's younger than Demar. Um, if anyone, I feel like you trade uh, Demar and uh, maybe get some assets back for him because his, his value is really high right now or Vooch. Um, but like I said, I don't know what the GM's thinking or the president's thinking. So uh, whatever he's thinking, hopefully it has to be to make a, make a decision soon. And, and all eyes are going to be on the bulls when trade time comes around. Like when teams start making moves, all eyes are gonna be on the bulls because they've got guys. I mean, even, even, even Dragic, I don't know. Isn't it, that's the bigger conversation that we can have maybe this week, but if anybody's not on the table, if there's anyone on the table, like, I mean, it's all a matter of, I want to know what Arturis is thinking, but right. he hasn't talked. Yeah, I don't think he's going to tell you that anyway. Right. <laughs> Most GMs that, well, or presidents yeah, right. won't, won't do anything. But for me, I would I would say everyone's on the table. I just want to hear what people want to offer just in case it's something that entices me or can really help our team uh, now or for in the future. Well, and, and my, my point was usually you can like read between the lines. Right. In yeah. a way, like when they're talking like, okay, he said this, could this mean that right. this guy could be moved? What's the vision look like? It's more about what the, the long-term, what the vision is. I know he wants to win now. I mean, he, he has made that evident in his time in charge. He wants to win now. Right. And that seems to be going the wayside. And maybe this is <clears> 29 <throat> of 82 games in. It seems, I mean, there's, we're passing that 30-game mark. They're coming up on the flip of the calendar. Am I overreacting here? 
No, no, I don't think so at all. You're definitely right on point. Um, I think when people were calling for the for them to tank earlier, I think it was a little too soon. But now we're right in the t- into the thick of things, and I think it has to happen now, especially by the way they're losing. They're just like, like I said, it just looks like there's no fight in them, no uh, no energy, no team camaraderie. So I think ha- something has to happen now. That's that's the biggest thing: blowouts and blowouts yeah. to to teams that are not fully healthy. I right. mean, it is not good. The fact that we talk about defending the paint and the paint defense, that's important. But when Minnesota mm. doesn't have Gobert or Cat, and you still allow them to do that, and they torch you from three-point distance, which is now, if every team does that, like if every team is watching these games, they're going to have that in their scouting report. I expect teams to just live outside yeah, of three-point yeah. lines and just shoot threes and see if they fall. Like That's the recipe to beat this team, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Just attack the basket, you know, and, and then they're going to foul you or you're going to get to the paint and you're going to score. So I think that's just the biggest thing, like just protecting the paint, protecting the basket and defending the three-point line. I think just make them shoot mid-range, low percentage, you know, tough contested shots. And I think that's going to, that should be the game plan, but obviously, you know, they're letting them do whatever they want out there. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, they, they really are. And that's evident by that, that, that Minnesota game just seems like a big turning point in the season. Not, and not, not in a good way. It seems like the turning point in that, Hey, maybe this team is as bad as people were saying early in the year. Like that's right. what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And players are just playing like, you know, just trade me or get me to a better situation or something. I really don't like it here. <laughs> I mean, I hope they like, I mean, I want Chicago to be a destination. I thought that's right, kind yeah. of the breath of fresh air that, you know, Arturis and Eversley and, you know, Eversley was a big reason you got DeRozan like, and Billy right. Donovan is the coach. Like you went from John Paxson, Gar Foreman and Jim Boylan to our tourist Carnal Showbiz, Mark Eversley and Billy Donovan. Like, I mean, you're, right. you're going from, uh, uh, let's use a car analogy for this case. Yeah. You're going from a little beater to <laughs> a Rolls Royce, in my opinion. Right. Like, yeah, I yeah. think that is such a big change. I want Chicago to be a destination. I want these guys to play <clears throat> inspired. I still think Billy Donovan is a very good coach. Just give him the pieces. Yeah, I think he just needs the pieces. He needs a team, and I think uh, Chicago is definitely a destination. People just, uh, you know, just, just want to go there because of the the tradition, the city, and uh, they but they had they got to win to for people to go there. No one wants to go to a losing atmosphere. One last selling point: Did you see the ovation Derrick Rose got in that second next game when he came in? Yep, that's does why that, they, they got to bring him back. <laughs> does that not show you how yep. great Chicago fans are? Yeah. And that's what I mean, I, that's what I think the team needs. They need something, some kind of boost like that. And I think D Rose would definitely bring that back to the city, uh, back to the team. Um, so hopefully they can get some more players besides him to to make this team competitive again. John Greenberg at the Athletics said maybe it's time to bring Derrick Rose back. We were on that two weeks before. Hey, we said it first, man. They need to hire us. We're trailblazers, man. We're we're right. trailblazers out here. I mean, we Friend were centers. on the bring Derrick Rose. We were on that train before anyone yeah. else was. Make it happen. I think that would be huge. And I don't know if it's going to happen soon. The deadline's in February, but we're going to hear a lot of trade chatter because as I said last week, the trade date for players who were signed in the off season is passed. That means anyone is on the table to be traded unless obviously they've got no trade clauses or whatever, but anyone that has been signed is now eligible. So there's going to be a lot of movement here. At least it feels like it. Cause I mean, the standings are still jam packed and I know it seemed like they were in position to make a move, but that not, I don't think anymore they're falling farther and farther back in the standings, the schedule coming up. They've got the heat coming up next. They've got another couple games in this road trip. They got another, I think they got another game against the Knicks coming up too. That's going to be fun. <laughs> like it's, it's make or break time. And I think yeah. we went, I went from like, okay, give them a month, give them a couple of weeks. It is this week. You've got yeah. to make a move to prove, Hey, we can turn this thing around or you got to start blowing it up. 
Yeah, the time is now. They got to do it. And I think they still, if they do make some moves, they still can uh, make a run from the, the playing game or even the playoffs. They just got to get some wins. But I think the time is now to really figure it out and see what you want to do, what your future uh, wants to come of this team or of just the future teams, really. Heat, Hawks, Knicks. Next three games, all on the road. And this is a team that's 4-11 and 11 on the road. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun yeah. few days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But uh, what else is there to say? I, I wish we were. I wish we had more positivity. But that was 150 points in regulation. I cannot fathom that, considering I grew up with Tom Thibodeau teams and you played for those teams. Yeah, yeah. I cannot believe that that's where this team is at now. I couldn't imagine a team scoring 150 on us, and we had to practice the next day. <laughs> uh, it would be it would be brutal. We'd be running, doing closeouts for days, one on one drills, two on two drills. It would just be it would be brutal. <laughs> I can't even make a joke about Tibbs and the beard. That's how mad I am about that game. And, right. I mean, it'll come around. The rematch against the Knicks on Friday, and after after Christmas, when we do our show after Christmas, the jokes will be made about Tibbs. But whatever the whatever he's got going yeah. on with the beard, I mean, I don't know what I don't that know what is. he's doing with it. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, that's a that's a whole different segment we'll do next week. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up here for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that fifty percent bonus. B L E A V is the promo code. It's a great great offer from BetOnline. Shop.believe.com if you want to support the show. See if you might have a little bit of time to get some last minute Christmas shopping done. Believe Store they got great stuff. CJ, I'm glad we could laugh to end the show today, considering how how mad we were around here. And hopefully things are a little different on Thursday. I'm not holding my breath though. I don't I don't think this is going to go very well. Yeah, you know, just stay uh, stay optimistic, but bring D Rose back to the city. I think it'll be a bring bring a bring uh, energy boost to the city and to the team. I think it'll be definitely what the city needs, and I'm sure what he wants too. We'll talk more about that on on Thursday for Friday's show. Well, that's a that's a tease that we call that. <laughs> that's coming up later this week. We'll talk more about D Rose. We need some positivity. Until right. then, we'll see you later this week, everybody. Have a great have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.